Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of SAS District. I'm your host, Akil Jabbar, and today I have a special guest with me, Dan Salas, to chat about finding disruptive ideas in today's startup and markets for your next startup. Uh, we're trying something a little bit different today. We're going to do something live. We're actually in person in Dan's office. Uh, I met Dan just a couple of weeks ago, who's here in Guadalajara, actually building out his team. And I know he's kind of going back and forth between here and Denver. So I thought, let me try to get a you know hold of him and book this in before he goes back. I've been here since January, and I probably found a, a handful of SaaS owners. And so I thought, you know, let's take this opportunity while we can. And uh have an in-person session. So thank you for joining us. Sure. Thank you for having me, Akil. This is uh, really, really great. It's um, I'm, I'm glad to see that you're down here in this, the, the uh, environment here in Guadalajara is just um, really mind-blowing. I, I, I haven't, I, I have, I'd heard about it and I came down in uh, January as well. And, uh, you know, I uh, heard of this organization, organization called Startup GDL. And I thought I'd go over and knock on the door and find a couple of people with some laptops kind of trying to put something together. And I walk into this huge organization here where everybody has uh, two or three screens that they're working on and there's all these software engineers. So, um, you know, I said, well, where do I sign up? <laughs> let's yeah. start uh, Let's start building a, a team down here. So uh, it's, it's really uh, interesting. I had come to Guadalajara many years ago and it's really good to be back and to, to be a part of this vibrant tech scene that's going on down here, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love it here so far and uh, don't plan to leave. So we're enjoying it while we can. Sure. Um, so for, for our audience who don't know you, uh, could you share a little bit about a, a background of yourself, how you became an entrepreneur and how you um, started and founded uh, Cinch as CEO today? Sure. So, uh, you know, I had always been, a, you know, been a serial entrepreneur and been, been running my own gig kind of my, my entire life. And then I'd always relied on, um, on technology to, to support my businesses. So getting back to Guadalajara, for example, you know, pro, you know, a couple of decades ago, um, I actually uh, brought meat from uh, Montford and IBP in the United States and then would bring it down here and sell it into uh, Guadalajara, Mexico City, Aguascalientes and Los Altos around in this area. And back then in the uh, that was in the kind of the mid 90s, I was using the bulletin boards and I think it was DBase 2 or DBase 3 or something to manage my inventory and and uh, my profit and loss and that sort of thing. So um, and then fast forward to the, you know, in the in the in the to the uh, later in the 2000s, um, uh, of course, I. I've always been a geek and I just uh, I put hung a server on the internet I think in 1995 and I've had a server and have been managing servers on the internet ever since then and so in the 2000s we're you know providing uh, consulting services to other companies and begin building a platform kind of the same similar kind of a similar situation to what uh, um uh, they were doing over at uh, at NetSuite. They started with financials. We started with online uh, commerce and that sort of thing. So um, we uh, uh, have been building a platform really since the the uh, kind of the mid two thousands is when we launched that uh, our first uh, uh, e commerce platform, and then have been building kind of this. This um, the, the dream has been to, to build a platform that anybody could manage their entire business on, right? So you could sell online, you can manage your inventory, you can run a you know a point of sale, uh, you can run uh, repair operations and, and that sort of thing, and um, and really something that's accessible to to not only uh, larger companies and mid-sized companies but to small micro companies as well, and and so that's what really gets me excited, and and that's what we've been working on for quite a long time now. 
so I know that when people think of the word <clears throat> disruptive, that's kind of the what we're, we're trying to talk about in this episode. They think of words like AI, blockchain, you know, flying to Mars this morning. I heard Elon Musk's new uh, podcast on, on Joe Rogan. He was talking about Neuralink. Um, so these are things that people, you know, young people maybe think about. In comparison, you maybe picked what many may consider like a boring industry because sure. it's ERP, yet it still actually is ripe for disruptions. Um, how did you decide or come up with, you know, uncovering that this is a problem that we need to tackle and there is opportunity to still disrupt it? Well, sure. Well, I think that there's a, a couple of things going on there. First of all, it's, it isn't, AI is, uh, is interesting. And I think, you know, augmented reality and, and uh, virtual reality is, is very, very interesting, but I, it, it still has a long way to run. Uh, you know, just the, the, you know, the the augmented augmented reality of just the audio that we have to where now we can have something in our ear and the computer's kind of talking to us daily is is something that's very interesting but i think we have another couple of decades to run before we really have you know kind of full uh virtual reality and and um and, and more augmented reality and then when it comes to artificial intelligence and machine learning i think that uh, i kind of agree with Andrew Yang's uh, analogy that, um, you know, before we have to worry about the machines taking over the world, I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about the overpopulation on, on Alpha Centauri than, um, uh, I, I think we have a long way to run. I think that, that, that we're a good, you know, 50 to 100 years off from having really good, solid AI. The other issue with, with AI is that how do you apply artificial intelligence or machine learning to processes that are still on paper, for example, right? Sure, yeah. And so we, uh, a, a, a good uh, number of our customers are Ace Hardware stores, for example, where they still manage many of their processes on, on, on paper and um, make good old fashioned phone calls to, to, uh, to their customers to um, update them on, on repair orders, for example. And so until that, you know, until they're able to digitize that and get that into, you know, ones and zeros, then um, there's really not a whole lot of AI that can be applied to that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, what, what, and then, you know, kind of the driving factor has been that the customers keep coming and asking us, they, they, they can't, you know, these smaller uh, companies can't seem to find uh, good solutions out there, right? So, um, and I, I think we're, we're, we're kind of in a transition period from maybe, you know, web, the 2.0 version of the web where um, we, uh, you know, now we have, we have Facebook, we have really good access to, to, to electronic communications. We have, uh, you know, text messaging and WhatsApp and, and um, you know, we have a good email. We can get email for free from Gmail. We can uh, create documents and share documents and store documents, uh, that sort of thing. Um, and, and connect on Facebook and other social uh, platforms. Uh, but I'd say that that's kind of the easy part. Sure. But now, now you've just, you've done the easy part. And then there's point solutions. So, you know, as, as a part of that 2.0, is companies were looking for email marketing, for example, to say, mm -hmm. well, I, I just, I need to, a way to, to manage my email communications with my customers. So, uh, you know, constant contact as a point solution worked really well. But I didn't really care if it connected with my e-commerce e platform, right? I, 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 I didn't care. But I think that's changing. Mm -hmm. I, for, you know, what we're hearing now is customers, and I think even enterprise customers, are, are turning around and saying, look, it's really important that, that um, you know, that I have everything on one platform, so I'll give up a little bit of functionality, you know, for my email marketing, for example, as long as it is now integrated with my e-commerce platform, right? Mm -hmm. That that's becoming more important, and I think that that's 
really becoming the 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 uh, the, the the really difficult problem to solve. So, just as an example here, recently I'm still getting email from uh, from airlines asking me uh, how my flight was and to mm. take the take the survey to let them know how my flight was when the flight was actually canceled. So oh, yeah. obviously their systems, even those large airlines, their, 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 their systems aren't talking with each other because they're using desperate systems. And, um, and that integration is something that's, that, that, that hasn't been done very well yet. So I think that we're in a, uh, at, a, at a stage where um, that we're, we're finding out that those, that, 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 that the interoperability between systems just isn't working all that well. Mm -hmm. and probably will not work all that well into the future. And so the, the uh, uh, you know, as an analogy, you know, let's take a, a kind of a simple uh, uh, problem to, 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 to look at that to, with. So let's think of a product. So you have a product that you're selling either online or, or in your store, and then you have some pricing associated with it. So let's say that you're selling uh, coffee cups and then you say that well i'm going to have on my um on my e-commerce platform i'm using a point solution and it has uh let's for simplicity reasons let's say it has a dealer price uh, a retail price mm -hmm. and and a cost associated with it right sure. and then i'm going to sell those in my store as well as in my point of sale so let's say my point of sale has um Maybe those same same costs, but now it has some uh, uh, promotions engine that runs. It says that well, if I if a customer comes in and they're a loyalty cu customer, then I'm going to give them a certain discount and a different price. Mm -hmm. And then let's turn around and say now I've got an inventory system and I have a couple of more you know some some different fields over here that I need to map. Right, mm -hmm. just trying to 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 get the. Um, some software engineers in a room to talk about, to decide how, which fields should be mapped and how they should be, be mapped is, is already very complex just with the, the, the small number with three uh, systems you're trying to integrate, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and with just a small number of fields. And then when you add to that, now you have to communicate that to your customer. So you have to, so let's say your customer is a hardware store, for example. Mm -hmm. And now you have to tell your, your customer that, well, the field that you're using over in e-commerce is mapped to this field over in the POS, and this is why. And if you change the field in your POS, it's not going to change on your e-commerce. And just trying to explain to them so that they can understand um, what they, you know, how that works becomes uh uh, very complex, and then when you add, it, when you when you when you drop that same uh, problem into the real world, mm -hmm. to where you actually have many, you have dozens of, of pricing fields for a product, right? Mm -hmm. Then um, the, the uh, you, know, you 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 increase the magnitudes, you, you you increase the complexity by magnitudes, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you add all the other fields that you have for products, for example, so in our and in, in, in our platform, for example, we have over 70 tables that manage product okay. um, uh, uh, properties, everything from, from customer pricing to uh, different products, different uh, uh, properties of products to uh, faceted searches, for example. So even if something like a faceted search, trying to integrate that with other systems becomes almost impossible. And, mm -hmm. and, and what I see is that the, uh, the large software companies out there, what they're saying is they're saying, well, let's just throw, let's throw a bunch of engineers at it. Let's just keep throwing software engineers at it. So one of the largest companies uh, in, in the world 
has uh, you know somewhere in the order of 3,000 uh, software engineers working on porting their software over from uh, uh, a very old system into a newer system. I won't go into names here, but I think that all the the vendors have the same problems, and they uh, and they're failing. They're failing to deliver. The customers are not happy with the product that they're delivering. They're 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 pushing out their sunsets. So they just pushed a sun. One company pushed a sunset from 2025 to 2027. In some cases, 2030. Uh, you know, depending on on on, on uh, who the customer was, and uh, I. So I think that we're they're running into that. You know, again, just. It's, it's kind of like if you wanted to, to write a really good book and, and you said, well, this book isn't good enough, so let's just get a whole bunch more writers in a room. And that, that book isn't good enough. Well, then let's get let's get a thousand writers in the room and they're all sitting around. OK, you're going to go write this scene and you're going to go write that part. And, gonna, and everybody goes back to their desk and stares at it and says, what? What, what, what was I supposed to do here? And so my my my. Your argument and my my uh, you know our philosophy is that I th that that the platforms of the future we're gonna are, are are going to be they need to be built from the ground up. The integrations need to be uh, native integrations. In other words, the tables and the design of the software itself has to be. Um, built natively from the ground up to work with each other. Mm. I'd even argue that when you acquire other companies, so that there's, there's again, going back to larger companies, when they, you know, purchase a POS, another POS vendor, that they never really do the integration properly. Right. And, um, and the reason I know this is because I know a lot of sales engineers that work at these companies. Okay. And so the other thing I see in the market is that the sales engineers, the, the, that they're, um, uh, job satisfaction is an all-time low because they they're going in and prom making promises of what the software can do, and then they're finding out that the customer, um, you know, the the, the the customers aren't getting that the 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 companies they're working for aren't able to deliver what the customers uh, have been promised, mm. and um, so uh, I tried to partner with a couple. And, and on a couple of uh, deals, and they said, well, actually, your software probably works better than ours does because our software isn't working all that well. So I think that that um, you're, we're going to see these lar very large enterprise software companies probably turn into the uh, IBMs over mm -hmm. the next uh, uh, 10 or 15 years. And so I think in, in 2035, the, the taco vendor here on the street or the little place where we go and have those hamburgers, right? Yeah. That that uh, um, little restaurant and Walmart will be using the same software package, right? Mm. And that company will have a, a ten trillion dollar plus valuation. Right. And and so that's the transformation I see happening. And I, and I think that that's the that's your your kind of your web, you know, three And then once all of that's digitized, now you can kind of take that and put that into in, into more AI and machine learning. And and now everything's been turned into ones and zeros. And then you can you can do things like you know provide services to let that uh, hamburger stand over here know how much meat they need to order for the next week or or how many hamburger buns they need to 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 order. And they'll have the same access to technology as the the larger companies will as well. Like the Walmarts and the Costco's of the world or the Home Depot's. Um, and then I think that, that that company will also be in, will have very large marketplaces. So right. the, the Amazon model will just be expanded into um, everything from, from co-working spaces to the repair operations that our mm -hmm. company runs for many Ace Hardware stores, for example.
Makes sense. So it sounds like, you know, there's already been like a baseline that's already been, you know, we call innovative, already built out. We have that, you know, email infrastructure. Now it's just really like kind of pattern matching. So I think that's what innovation really is, just finding these gaps in, in uh, infrastructure and then finding out how to really integrate it to make people's lives simpler, easier um, and, you know, more connected right? is what I'm, what I'm kind of hearing. Um, now I know you're, you're a self-taught programmer, right? And you manage a team of engineers, sure. developers, uh, and you also as the, you act as the CEO. How, how did you teach yourself over the years? And do you have somebody like a mentor advisor who's you know, overseeing your code? Because, you know, you're not technically you know, a computer engineer, but, you know, you've taught yourself. Sure. Well, I, the answer is uh, no, okay. <laughs> because I've been actually you know, I've been been uh, uh, working as a software engineer for the last 20 years of my career for the kind of the second half of my career here. And then even before then, it was uh, I, again, I'd been using um, the uh, the technology out there to, to, to help run my businesses uh, for my entire life. And so the and and um, uh so again yeah the answer is is no and i and, and, it, and i think that there's um i'm not sure that i agree with the experts quote unquote in a okay. lot of cases sure. so a lot of things that i hear out there that uh, I, th I think are probably um uh, wrong, like the debate between using, for example, uh, doc stores and relational databases and doc stores are becoming, you know, good enough to be relational databases and you can run transactions, blah, all that kind of stuff. I think that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, to, to run, um, you know, to, to, to run a, a, an ERP system that you really, you need transactional databases. And, mm -hmm. uh, so I, no, I run, I, 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 I uh, uh, am the leader of the, the, uh, the technology here in the company and then cool. and um and, and it's been my passion I re it's really enjoyable to me i think it's uh, it's really interesting cool. yeah, i think and, because they're re really complex problems right we're talking right. about solving so when you're sitting down and you're looking at database tables you're trying to figure out well you know i have you know what you know the the the, the stuff that we're doing it, it's what Musk is doing is is easier right going right. to to mars or something like that the the, the sun isn't just going to appear <laughs> over here sure. the next day it's not like you say well well what happens if um you know if mars moves or if the moon goes over here or the sun does this or you know what happens if there's a shutdown because there's a virus worldwide and all the companies have to shut down for a while what you know what kind of impact does that have so every time you're building something out you have to think about well is a company going to want to change this price or are they going to want to do this? And what, what flexibility do you need? And the answer is that you need an unlimited flexibility, basically. Right. That you really need to, to when it, when the, no matter what you build, somebody is going to come to you and say that, um, oh, well, we need, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, we have this requirement for this, uh, this reason. And you'll think, well, oh, I didn't think that would come up. So you, you it's kind of, you have to think of everything. So it's extremely challenging and it's really a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. I think if you're, you're, you have the passion and you have the interest these days, I think you can be self-taught just like you taught yourself programming. And I'm an engineer by trade, but you know, now I'm working as a, you know, marketer, consultant and investor. All of that has been taught out of interest out of, you know, I did take a few online courses, but I don't think, you know, that just gave me a little bit more information. But the real you know, stuff comes when you're actually applying it, playing with it, getting into the nitty gritty and just like slowly you know, running a campaign, running a new funnel, playing with it, optimizing. And then the experience is what really matters. Right? And I think that's what, you know, over 20 years, you, you can develop that and, and probably exceed any any developer and, you know, who, who's just out of school. Right. You know, they learn some kind of simple you know, frameworks. But I think at the end of the day, 
you know, I think your experience before. Well, you, and fun. you need both, but I, and, and, mm. but again, being here in Mexico, I'd like to, I, I really want to encourage people to be self-taught. If you've got a laptop and, and you have access to, uh, to a little bit of code, you can't, you can teach yourself uh, enough to code. And if you, if you don't have access uh, to, to go to a university, um, you could lift yourself out, out of poverty by coding. And, and so there's been a lot of, lot written about that. You know, mm -hmm. the WordPress, uh, platform has been something that's been really helped a lot of people. And, you know, Matt Mullenweg's work over there has been really interesting. And yeah, I would, yeah, you know, I, I would encourage, uh, uh, anybody out there that's interested in this to, to, you know, pick up a laptop, um, you know, just, just, just start, just, start communicating with people online. Cause when you hit, uh, when you, when you meet a software engineer, if you were to come over here into this uh, space over here and, and, and meet a software engineer and say, look, I know nothing about this. I don't even, I don't speak English. All I do is I speak Spanish, and I, but I need to, I, you know, how do I get started? They'll point, they'll show you where to go. Sure. They'll, they'll probably sit down with you with your laptop and set up, uh, you know, GitHub and a couple of other things and get you started and show you how to create your first hello world. And that's really what, what you need is once you once you create that first hello world and then you find out that it's actually coming from a database and it's like, oh, wow, OK, what can I build from here? And it gets uh, really interesting and fascinating. So I would really encourage um Again, because we're in Mexico here, to, to, for people to really just uh, uh, get their hands on technology and start using it, and, and learn learn what's available. Cool. And switching gears to the the growth side, um, I think I read somewhere where I saw you you hired one junior sales rep, and they closed 150 stores in 15 months. Can you share with our audience, you know, what was the what was so effective in, in your selling process and in selling your product early on there? Sure. So um, that's something that's 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 always extremely important for for any uh, SaaS or any startup, and that's that that product market fit, right? Yeah. Is that you need to have a really good, uh, solid product market fit. And, and although we have a large platform, the way we we de de architected the platform is that we can create multiple products, right? We can. We can, um, within a, a couple of hours, we can create a, a, a very specific product for a specific uh, vertical, and it'll look like the, the product was built specifically for them. That's what we did in this, uh, in this space, which was this uh, kind of this repair space. We found a little niche market, which was the you know, outdoor power equipment repair space, and uh, we created a product for that, uh, took that to market, and um, it, and it's worked out very well. It's a very small niche, but it was a, a good place to start. And um, so we had uh, a lot of, you know, when we would, sh once we could get people on the phone and get get them in, in uh, to see a demo, it was just the aha moments were just went off and they were like, oh yeah, we absolutely have to have this. And, um, you know, in, in our churn has been, we've had negative churn with that, uh, you know, going to market with that product. And so we're, we're now, you know, that's kind of been our, our wedge product and we're starting to move up market with that product. So we're, we're expanding into other repair areas. We're starting to expand. We're looking at uh, um, aircraft uh, maintenance and repair. Um, we're in the medical space, just entering the medical uh, device uh, repair, and then in a couple of other uh, uh, verticals as well. How what was how long was that time frame from when you actually started building the product to start knocking on doors and doing demos, and how far along were you in the you know, development process? If you had like a, to guess. Sure. So the the it, it was uh, really a short amount of time. It was uh, um, you know kind of from 
from when we were first approached about the problem till we had a product. So, you know, when we were first approached about the product till we had the airplane in the air mm -hmm. you know, the, with the analogy of building the airplane while you're flying it. Well, we had the thing flying within uh, about 30 days. And then um, over the, the, the uh, uh, next couple of, of years, we've uh, added a, you know, quite a bit of functionality in, to, the, to the airplane and it's turned from, turned in, you know, from a, from a, a Cessna, you know, 172 into maybe a small turboprop or something at this point, right? Sure. <laughs> okay, so you had just like a basic version, what do you call like an MVP, 30 days in, and you were just going out there knocking and then building it out as you were speaking to customers and seeing you know that there was actually interest well it was it was more than an mvp because our mm. platform is is uh we, we have a, a massive platform and, okay. and we've had one for a long time so the, it, it's so uh it was a the 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 mvp that we went to market with was was uh really had it was a fully functional product it's just that you know the expansion and, and kind of flying the airplane and while building it is in the, in uh, of course Ace Hardware stores for example or, or these small independent hardware stores also do rentals so then they came back and said well hey this software works great can you do rentals for us sure mm -hmm. well we're all out of rental module for you and then uh, they would say things like well um, our inventory doesn't work very well the the inventory system that we're using for our store uh doesn't work very well and and we try to use it for our service center can you guys run the inventory and say sure sure we can roll out a module for that so those are the kinds of things that we, we started and that's why we have negative churn because we have customers uh, asking for more more um more functionality and more uh um, modules and i shouldn't really use the, the term module um because it indicates that there has to be some sort of integration, but um, uh, but but that's that's where we you know so it wasn't really going from an MVP to something that was working better. It was more more a matter of of adding more functionality that the customers were looking for. Right. And then so many of those customers are also saying, well, can you can you replace our POS? And so we're saying, well, give us a little bit of time on that one. Yeah, that's a that's a big challenge there. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know you, I think you started off kind of middle, lower market, and then now you're slowly building up. You said, you know, going up maybe, you know, mid-market, maybe higher kind of enterprise. What's, you know, for that specific industry, it seems like, you know, manufacturers or, or you know, people who are, you know, need that kind of uh, e-commerce and, and, and functionality for their all their products. What's your current sales and growth process that you've seen to be proven to work for that? You know, are you just knocking on doors and... Or what, what else have you, are you guys trying? Well, at this point, we, we seem to have enough uh, work organically okay. coming in the door. And uh, we're, we're, we're certainly moving. Uh, uh, strategy is to, to move up market. Of course, it's so it's it's easier to, to start. It's, it's more difficult to start down market and move up market than it is to provide an enterprise product and try to move down market. Right. So Makes we're sense. cutting our teeth down market because the, uh, you know, the small guys don't know what they don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, we'll have small guys ask for pricing engines, for example. Oh, by the way, if you're going to do inventory for me, can you do purchasing? They don't even know it's purchasing, but they say, but can you go out and, and shop around at all of these different vendors and get me prices and, and help me make a decision as to what I should buy? And they don't understand that that's actually something that would cost them a quarter million dollars and a, a you know minimum to to configure in in tens of thousands of dollars a year to run right yeah so they're they're very demanding right and it's a good place to kind of cut your teeth but it's also um 
uh, you know, there's, there's uh, uh, in terms of profitability, it's a little more challenging down market, right? So we're trying to move up market into that mid market. To, and then the, the, the enterprise market is always a challenge for startups because uh, large companies will talk to a startup all day long, but they won't buy their product, right? right. And so, but I think that that landscape is changing as well with the, the you know, what's recently happened here. Look at the airlines, for example, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, before this, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, uh, I wouldn't have even uh, talked to an airline. And, and, and now we actually have uh, somebody in the airline that we're actually beginning the conversation with. And again, I, a couple of months ago, I wouldn't have even continued the conversation because I, I you know, they, they would have just uh, burned up, burned our time up. But now, um, their backs are against the wall. They can't go to these large software vendors now and they can't afford to spend 25, 50, 100 or, or, or in, in some cases where there was a deal in Europe that went south for 500 euros and the product <laughs> didn't get built and there's, um, you know, so they, they can't afford to spend that kind of money on a, on a, uh, with these larger vendors and it, with the possibility of failure. So I really think they're going to start looking down market and it'll be a, so it's a, it's going to be a really good opportunity for smaller companies to, to, to build products for enterprise size companies, if, hmm. if that makes sense. And so that's our okay. strategy is to, 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 it would, is to move up market. And, um, and then really the strategy here is when I said to hold on about the POS is that, that, that kind of we're, we're, we're working on a POS product right now that we expect to release Q1 of 2021, right? Okay. Uh, and, and, and have in paid beta by the end, of, you know, by probably Q4 this year. And uh, that'll just kind of wrap everything up. Then we'll have everything. We'll have the, you know, we'll have a full POS. We'll have uh, e-commerce, um, inventory, purchasing, um, uh, e-commerce repair modules, uh, just a whole, a whole host of software that can will, can basically run your entire company, and then we have a couple of uh, of customers that want us to run everything. That are asking us as soon as you've got the POS, we want it. As soon as you have this other these, these this other functionality, we want it. So we'll have probably you know the the strategy here is in twenty you know Q one of twenty twenty one Q two twenty twenty two is to have or twenty 21 is to have uh, a couple of customers where we're running their entire business, right? We're running mm -hmm. everything from, from e-commerce to, uh, to POS to, to, to just the entire business end to end, right? Makes sense. So That's it seems like strategy. you're focusing more on like right. product-led growth or product-led marketing where you have a, a, a certain base of customers that are saying, hey, sure. we need this. We're going to pay you more if you develop this or like, Let's not focus on the other guys and growing what we have. Sure. Let's keep building on what we have, and we can, you know, easy, this is an easy, easy win for us, right? A quick or quick sure, win. yeah. Our culture right now is delivery, right? Mm -hmm. So, so we shut off top of funnel. We have we don't sales is not turned. We 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 have a salesperson, and uh, he's very active. But um, the uh, top of we've shut off top of funnel, and we have plenty of work to do in the meantime. So that we, you know, our our, our everything is focused on delivery. Cool. That's a really good place to be. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. That, hence, that's why we're down here. We need we need good software engineers. Cool. Yeah. Build out the product. Yep. What's your thoughts on Salesforce? And do you feel there's a space for a disruption in that market? You know, as as the size and how massive they are in the market right now, dominating and continuing to grow. Do you think there's still room for disruption? Yeah. I, I mean, Salesforce would be in that in those top companies yeah. that I think are are uh, going to look like you know Big Blue did back in the. Uh, 80s and 90s, right? That uh, IBM, that they're they're. Uh, um, I, I mean, show me somebody that says that Salesforce is easy to use, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, point to somebody that says, or or show me. You know, 
some of our software vendors uh, send us Salesforce quotes. I've not, I've been looking at these quotes like what what is what is this? Does it? And I have to get on the phone with the uh, the salesperson for them to explain what the quote means. And 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 it's just you know the customers that we're dealing with are are, are looking at sales, Salesforce with cross you know cross eyed like I, they wouldn't even know where to start. They wouldn't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. So I I think that and and so that's that interoperability. Right. Mm. Let's build kind of a marketplace. We have this platform and then we'll let all these companies come in and you can have. And I don't I don't know if any of this is accurate or not. But, you you know, if I need um, inventory, there's, you know, five or 10 or 15 inventory systems that I could integrate with my Salesforce platform. And then it'll all work together and it'll be great. And I, I, I don't think that's the answer. I think that's that's going to fail. Yeah. So, I, I feel like that's a strategy like the, the Salesforce, the SAP, the Infusionsoft, maybe they just overwhelm you on like how complex it is to to build this out and then you know as the owner who's maybe has less education about it it's like okay yeah like you guys are smart i'm the dumb one here you guys know what you're talking about sure i'll just pay it versus like you know that maybe there is an easier solution but see I don't, I don't but i don't think it's that they're overwhelming the customer i think that they're actually overwhelmed mm, right okay. i think that, i think sap is overwhelmed with their with with trying to transform to s4 hana and, and failing to deliver. And I think that they're overwhelmed with, uh, you know, with their acquisitions when they acquire another company. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it, they, there's, uh, you know, a bunch of databases and tables and information sitting over there. And then everything's sitting over, in, you know, and a bunch of software engineers get in a room and say, well, all right, well, how's this, you know, how are we going to make this all talk to each other? And I don't think that they ever, I, I don't think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. I think that, that, you know, I would, you know, my advice to those companies would be uh, start over. Yeah, right. Start from yeah, yeah, start, yeah, yeah. Start from. <laughs> yeah, you have your S4 HANA database, and 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 maybe they're trying to do that, but um, you know, start at ground zero and um, and 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 build it from the you know from the ground up as opposed to trying to 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 do all these integrations. Uh, I think that that's I think that's where they're failing actually. Mm. So they built this big ugly tower. So it's hard. They're trying to fix right. everything in between. So just knock it down, start all over. Again. Right, knock <laughs> it down, and you know, well, or build one next to it, and have you know, it's it's kind of sure, that yeah. lift and shift thing, right? right? And yeah. and I think that that's, and I, I think that's where we're that, that would be the stra- you know, longer term strategy for uh, for Cinch, for example, is that uh, we 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 see a lot of opportunity there to 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 to. Uh, acquire on-prem solutions and just do a lift and shift, right? Okay. You, just, you buy, acquire on, on-prem solution where, uh, you know, customer satisfaction is an all-time low. So there's a company owned by KKR where, where that situation is happening sure. right now. And you, and you, um, you know, you replace the old on-prem software that the customers hate, and then you drop in uh, a SaaS solution, and then your multiples go through the roof, right? Sure. And then your customer satisfaction goes through the roof, and your you know customer lifetime value goes through the roof, and then you don't have to spend that three-to-one CAC. You're probably spending, you know, uh, a lot less than that on on CAC, right? Right. Yeah. Sure. It's a cheaper an acquisition, but you know, growth growth by acquisition, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so if, if I'm a, uh, either an existing SaaS founder, I'm running my company, maybe I'm early stage, or I'm looking to start from scratch. You know, you as a, as a serial entrepreneur, do you have a framework or uh, or suggestions on how to find other business models uh, to to uncover some you know that that could be worth tackling here today? And, and uh, don't do what I did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't 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 try to tackle the largest problem. Right? Okay. This is don't don't uh, try to solve the the, the you know the, the you know, 
the largest problem there is to solve, which I think this, this, this is actually where we are. Uh, you know, go for a point solution and, and um, you know, build something up to a few million dollars and, 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 uh, and, and sell it off. Hmm. Uh, there's, uh, you know, um, that's, that's what I'd say. Okay. Yeah. What's the number one challenge you're facing right now in your business? So I think the, uh, uh, the, the largest challenge is, is, is really just, just trying to move up market, okay. you know, just, 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 uh, uh, um, you know, gaining that traction with, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, um, you know, looking for the first enterprise deal is, is really, I think is a challenge mm-hmm. and, and, and trying to make sure you pick the right one so that they don't, you know, you know a lot of startups have, have, uh, failed in, in, and, um, uh, you know, because they've spent too much time with with enterprise, you know, deals, thinking that it's, that they're going to close. So I think that that's the challenge is is kind of is, is moving up market. Mm. Do you feel like there's any? Are you seeing any differences in uh, you know responses or people willing to move forward based on the current environment with the, you know the virus? Or are people still having those conversations? We're getting more. Yes, we're we're getting more hits and more interest when we're when we're reaching out to somebody on LinkedIn or we're posting an article. In fact, our sales guy just got a hit from a huge company just the other day. Just actually, I think it was yesterday. Cool. That we 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 probably would not have seen a a, a couple of months ago. Right. Interesting. So it's actually right. doing the opposite effect for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think that yeah, again that they're they're, they're 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 the budgets aren't aren't there. That were there a few months ago. They they mm. can they can't blow twenty five million dollars on a on a deal and 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 just hope that it's going to work. So I think that they'll mm. they'll be looking down market and saying, well, if we could spend a few million dollars with these guys and get something to work, then that might be a a better option. So, yeah, I feel like people are really looking internally right now, right? So they're saying, right. oh, like maybe we really need to look at what's out there, not just continue. And this is an opportunity. Let's take it. Um, let's explore what what other options are there. So that's, that's interesting. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I think it's a really good time to be an entrepreneur and to be in in this space mm-hmm. because I think I think things are going to change dramatically. And and I can't emphasize enough how much I see that these larger companies are failing. Yeah. They, and I know this. I, I, the sales engineers at these companies are just. Uh, it's it's the. Uh, you know, we get behind the scenes and, and hear what's going on. It's uh, uh, it's not a pretty picture. Yeah. Do you, do you suggest that as a, a, a tactic to figure out, you know, where a problem is? Maybe go speak to sales guys or sales engineers and see what they're complaining about. I wonder if that, that could work. I, you know, I, because <laughs> um, I know a lot of them just like to complain anyways. Right. So they say, hey, you know, this thing's just not working or, you know, we need to this thing just is never, you know, they've been talking about it for years and they just never get it. Yeah, I don't know how you solve it. I, I, you <laughs> know, I had another sales engineer that went to a company I won't name again that runs a an e-commerce platform. And he said, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to work for this company and uh, they're using PHP. And I'm thinking, OK, all right. That's not that actually I don't think that's a positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, okay. um, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just a thought anyways. Yeah. What does 2020 look like for you and what are you most ex- excited about for the year? Sure. I, my, the, my excitement is, is to, 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 to deliver our first retail group that we're running the entire business end to end where when they, they don't have to do any integrations, they don't have to do any, you know, nightly data loads or, or, you know, um, you know, when somebody comes to their website and then, and, and they look to see what's available at what store, it'll be live data. Right. Okay. To where we can actually, you know, decrement what's 
you know, what's being displayed on the website, they're live to say that, well, somebody's actually just purchased this. So now we're going to drop, you know, now the number's no longer 10, it's eight, right? Cool. As opposed to the large enterprise guys out there. So how many people have gone, how many times you've gone to a, a large company and you've looked online and it says they have five there and then you go to the store and you look and there's none there and you go and you ask the clerk and he's looking, you know, at the same crappy software <laughs> that you were looking at online. And he's like, well, and then 20 minutes later, it's like, well, I guess we don't have it. <laughs> so you need to go, you know, try the one in Inglewood. But it says they have them in, in you know, in that other city over there, but uh, let me actually call them first and verify, right? Exactly, so, yeah. um, you know, anyway, that's uh, yeah, that's happened to me endless times for sure. With the you know, go to the best and buy, it's, or, yeah. it's not supposed to be happening these days, but it is hmm. because it it simply doesn't work, hmm. right? So, so uh, we're we're looking to, to build something that actually works, right? Cool. And uh, and and where we can run the again their their inter, their, their small business uh, end to end. So I'm really excited about that. When can our audience expect to see that launch? And uh, we'll we'll have that Q1. Q1. Yeah, next year. Yeah, 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 we'll, we'll, yeah we're there. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we're. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, where can our audience get in touch with you and learn more about you know Cinch or? Sure, or just uh, Cinch at C Y N C H right mm -hmm. dot M E okay. and uh, or you can send me an email uh, to Dan at uh, C Y N C H dot M E. Okay. Anything you want to add before we wrap this up? Um, I don't think so. I mean, thank you very much for, for, for having me. And again, I, I you know, um, uh, I'm really excited about, uh, uh, you know, what's going on down here in Guadalajara and the tech scene in Mexico. And, and I just, uh, you know, I, I really hope that, uh, um, uh, that, that, you know, not so much the, the government or, or, or in, in, in other, uh, companies really help support this scene down here. This is, this is really, uh, really interesting what's happening down here. The transformation is great. And, 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 you know, the other issue that, that I think that people, you know, need to understand about a tech scene down in Guadalajara is it's, it's, you know, from a vast majority or a big portion of the United States, it's a three hour plus, you know, plane ride. You don't have right. to, you're not flying down to, to Brazil or anything, right? You're yeah. just, you're coming down to Guadalajara, which is very close and it's the same, same, same time zone. And, um, the, 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 uh, number of English speakers down here is just, is, is great. So it's, uh, I'm, you know, I think this is a, a really cool tech scene and I'm really looking forward to building a, a, a much larger team here. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, me as well. So if uh, anybody's in Guadalajara, uh, come say hi to myself or Dan. We'll yeah. We'll go up for some yeah. tacos. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're in the old uh, Kodak uh, offices over here. Yeah, cool. Well, if anybody, yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it, Dan. And Thank uh, we you. might have to do a, a round two at some point when you launch. And sure. We'll, we'll share that with the audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for listening in to today's episode. Don't forget to join us for another episode where we interview top leaders and experts in the business and SaaS industry. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask that you please give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be really, really appreciated. Otherwise, if you have any feedback, suggestions, or improvements for this podcast, please feel free to send it directly to me on our website at horizoncapital.com. Or you can just tweet me at Akil Jabbar. Thanks again and hope to see you guys on the next episode.